listening to Hope Alive, your number one online Christian radio station. And a quick disclaimer that uh, Mr. Joe and I, we work for a financial institution. You know, so their views that are expressed or that are shared in the show, they do not necessarily represent those of our employer, but they're solely ours. Um, and as usual, Mr. Ndando, sh- I'm sure you can back us up on this one. You share good, valuable content uh-huh. yeah. that will help and develop individuals in their relationship with money. Ah, yeah. I love that. And I love yeah. the Take relationship with money. to the next money. level. <laughs> Absolutely. And we don't lie. Hey, yeah, we no, don't lie. no, we don't lie. Whatever information mm. we share is factual and is generally good for you. Sure. Beautiful. Let's and go. Let's go for it, Mr. Ndando. Every, every now and then I meet entrepreneurs, you know. Sure. And... I love hearing stories, mm-hmm. but I don't get as surprised as I did with this one, our <laughs> special <laughs> guest today. Oh, yeah? sure. She is a young lady who started her business uh, six months before COVID. Sure. Yeah. Mm. And she is growing strong. One of those young entrepreneurs mm. that say COVID was good for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah COVID no. was good sure. for business. Mm. Her name is Lesedi, Lesedi Don. And she is an alumni with the Nelson Mandela Fellowship. Okay. Oh yeah. So nice. they took her to oh America. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wonder how she got in there. She's oh here yeah. to share <laughs> all the cool stuff sure. about that. Yeah. And she says she has learned a lot from the experience mm. engaging mm. with other entrepreneurs there. Mm-hmm. And I believe other youths that were there is yeah. a youth program. Yes, it is a youth program. How are you, Lizzie? I'm good. How are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> we are good. Oh, sure. You do you do you feel moneyed today? You know, I mean, you're surrounded by uh, money legends. I'm <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. yeah. So, her company is specializing in digital media, mm-hmm. digital mm, nice. advertising. Uh, brand development, brand strategy, a lot of big words. Yep. Mm, mm. Where, how did this all start for you? Um, so it's been quite the journey. I mean, I've been at it, like you said. I started my business six months before COVID. Mm. And obviously at that point, I had no idea what was coming. None sure, of us knew sure, that yeah. there was a whole global mm. pandemic coming. Oh, yeah. And I remember, which we'll get into in terms of like some of the mistakes we all make as entrepreneurs. Okay. I signed a 12-month lease mm. the week before our first <laughs> sure. family meeting. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. that mm. that's that that burn still stinks. But mm. um yeah, so I studied I studied marketing. Sure. Um after high school came to Johannesburg. So I'm originally from Limpopo, mm. a small village girl that went to boarding school her whole life. Yeah. Okay. Lived on a farm at some point, long okay. story. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh but came to Joburg at eighteen and um went to Damlin Business College. I wanted to go to IMM, but there was no money in the family to be sure, taking us to sure. very expensive <laughs> school. So yeah. it was like, here's a college, do the marketing thing that you say you want to yeah, do. Yeah. So I did that, and I worked a bit throughout that entire journey, mm, mm. graduated 2015, and got into corporate South Africa. So, mm. you know, went mm. from one job to the next job, and I could never find a place that really felt like home mm. or had sort of like the the organizational culture that I looked for, that mm. I'd always mm. yearned for. So I told myself, let me start something of my own that will encompass all of my values sure. and still add value mm. um, in the general economy. So, yeah, September 2019, went into business. Sure. Yeah. Were you not afraid at some point to start? I think we I'm all sure are. you had mm. a couple yeah. of friends, family saying, you're too young for this. And I was young. 
I was young. I was 25. Um, I was afraid. I won't even lie. I think I thought about it. I knew probably at like 21. So even before starting to work, I knew that ultimately I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to be able to own my time and have flexibility mm. and not have like a ceiling over how much I'm able to make uh, on a yeah, particular yeah, yeah. month sure. or mm-hmm. a particular year. Um, but I took my time. I think I, two years before going into into business, I started researching. I watched, mm, mm. as a typical millennial, watched YouTube videos mm, on sure. how to start mm. a business, sure. what okay. mistakes to avoid. So I consumed a lot of content for a good two years. And mm, during mm. those two years, I sort of began to strategize what going into business could look like for me and mm. how it set myself apart in the market. Mm. Oh. Interesting. Generally, when we go to school from grade one right to grade 12, Somehow we were trained um, to think uh, we're going to go to varsity or to any other tertiary institution and we're going to be employed. But with you, that didn't seem to be the idea. You seemed to have known all along that you were going to go into business. Yeah. Um, was this innate? Uh, did you see someone successful mm. um, in your community or anything? What planted that entrepreneurial spirit uh, in you? I think... You know, the fact that our parents work so hard to put food on the table mm. and mm. month end, it, like it's just the, this whole cycle. And for yeah. me, I was like, this yeah. doesn't look like fun. You, you could see it. No, I you could, could just see do it. Yeah, <laughs> there must be another <laughs> way to do me. life, okay. you know. Yeah. Um, how do other people do it in, in, in other sure. countries yeah. or across the world? I yeah. knew that the world was definitely bigger than my village. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started to spend a little bit of time at the library consuming yeah. content. This is before the internet like fully blew up. So this is me in primary, not Mm. having Mm. full Mm. access Mm. to like YouTube content. Um, But I kind of always knew and I just knew that when the time is right, that's when I want to make the move. Mm. Like any black child, if you're growing up in a household, your parents encourage you to get a steady uh, job, you know, Mm -hmm. be safe. You don't want to be, yeah, yeah, (laughs) you don't want to be panda pandaring, you know, and even you, like if you know you like nice things, you're like, no, panda Mm. panda life is not for me. So if I'm going to do it, I need to strategize so that I can fully enjoy the yeah. fruits of my labor and mm-hmm. not feel like mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. laboring in vain. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's always been there, but timing was very important. Okay. Did you have any role models around it? Um, I, I, I did, I did. It would be a disservice to discredit <laughs> that <laughs> I did, I did. Uh, so growing up, my parents were just both um, teachers, so I grew mm-hmm. up in a family of educators Academics. that valued yeah. education. Yeah. Um, and then, so in my family, I've got like five other siblings. So there's like six of us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, half of them are like into academic strong. Yeah. And the other half of us are like more business minded. Business, so. Mm-hmm. so when I was 18, came to Joburg, I stayed with one of my sisters. And she wanted to start her own business, but she hadn't started yet. Mm-hmm. So I saw the, the late nights. I saw the weekends. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so this is the process. Mm-hmm. This is how you get into it. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. a few years later she hit off the ground and, you yeah. know, it's been a success since. So for me, seeing the process yeah. really helped me sort of define how my process mm. could look like. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So you you would you would have gone into business at one stage or another. Absolutely. It, it was always there. Yeah. Oh, beautiful to hear that. Okay, so nice. there's nothing to fear. So it doesn't matter whether you come from a village or you come from some upmarket place. Um, if you've got it inside, inside of you, you've got to tackle it and it's going to work mm. somehow. Mm-hmm. Somehow <laughs> is a very strong <laughs> word. Sure. Not somehow. Not somehow. Uh, <laughs> you still have to strategize around it. You still oh, have sure. to find a gap in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You still 
have to have a problem that you are really solving. Oh yeah. Many like of us that. like the I idea like of mm-hmm. going into, into business, business because mm-hmm. I like doing this, but it's like, but what problem is that solving? Oh, yeah. sure. So okay. you need to, if you I can't define that, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. ah, spend some more time sure. digging, mm-hmm. digging until you mm-hmm. get to that point. You're not ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I just love the fact that you mentioned research, you know, and um, problem solving, mm-hmm. which I believe is key to yeah. uh, going into business. Um, now, I, I, I had you mention like a week before um, a family meeting. During <laughs> the family meeting, how were you feeling? Were you yeah. in some form of doubt? Or you After one year things? No. Um, yeah. am, I, am I really sure? You you know, did you think about uh, maybe I must start going back to the job market? What's there? Although maybe jobs are, um, are, are were also on a pause, but uh, were there any doubts? The doubts were more of how fast can we now go mm. based on what our plans were. Sure. So all that it meant to me is like, okay, slow down a little bit mm. uh, because the world is changing and you're not quite sure what that looks like or sure. what that means. Um, and I obviously seeked advice from you know family members mm. that have been in it, um, that have been doing it for years. And it just meant, it just meant like, um, what's, the, what's the concept like? pulling yourself by the bootstrings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically like tying things a little bit down and mm. just minimizing some okay. of your costs, your overheads, sure, sure, etc. Yeah. So now you just have to re-strategize how you do certain things. But mm. going back to the corporate market wasn't an option. I still had a good amount of clients. It was just oh, a matter okay. of sure. re-communicating that value and better seeing how to do things. But mm. yeah. I love that. What Yo. opportunity did it present for you? Well, one was the working from working from home. home. <laughs> 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 I mean, when yeah. you run a digital marketing agency, you could literally work from anywhere, sure. right? Mm. Um, so the office part, it made me realize that was not a, an essential. Sure. It was not mm. a necessity. Mm. Sometimes mm. we just like looking big sure. too mm-hmm. soon. Mm. So that for me was probably my first big mistake as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Mm. Signing a lease because I wanted to have this fancy address in Bryanston. Of course. Um, of course. So that I look the part. <laughs> yeah. Therefore, yeah. I attract <laughs> the part. You my office. Exactly, Let's meet at right? my office. You know? Mm. You know, mm. that type um, of vibe. Exactly. <laughs> um, so it just meant doing away with that mindset. Sure. But also, I, I realized a very important opportunity that presented itself. The fact that everyone was now working from home, it mm. meant that if I wanted a client somewhere in America, mm-hmm. I now can because Access, yeah. that particular marketing agency in America does no longer have the competitive advantage of saying, come to my office. Yeah. Nobody sure. has an office. <laughs> yeah. Mm. All yeah. of us okay. are online. Mm. Yeah. So the, the, the playground has been leveled, sure. right? Um, so it kind of opened up the world for me. Sure. It showed me that like the possibilities are endless. Mm. Mm-hmm. You just have to apply your mind sure. to see what is out there and what's available. Mm. And yeah. I mean, the traffic mm. online also. Exactly. Yeah, there was oh, yeah. Everybody was just exactly. online. Exactly. Everybody sure. was online. In fact, went up by like 27%. Sure. Our mm. overall usage in terms of how much content we consume. Because mm. you're no longer stuck in traffic, so you're not listening mm. to yeah. it as much um, jamming or like on phone calls. You'd be sitting at home. You are on your phone all the time. So it presented itself as an opportunity for us to also be seen by more people mm. and I think it started creating this shift in the African con- uh, sure. continent as a whole mm-hmm. okay. I think we understood the power of technology before that 
but not to the same extent. Mm. I think many of us, like if you are a doctor somewhere there in Mpumalanga, White River, mm-hmm. um, you just knew people knew who you were. You didn't have to do too much advertising. But now people sure. were at home. Mm. If yeah. someone is looking for a dentist, they're going to Google that first, yeah. right? Yeah. So you needed to be on Google. You needed mm. to have a website. You needed to be on social media because mm. that is the route that we were taking as people. Sure. Which, mm. by the way, the rest of the world was already doing. Mm. We mm. just <laughs> needed COVID <laughs> to, yeah. to yeah. Yeah, yeah. convince yeah. us. I, I remember the first family meeting Mm-hmm. We're supposed to stay at home just for about a month or so. We're fixing our hospitals sure. and all that. Mm-hmm. 21 After day. 21 yeah. days, we're yeah, going sure. to go back to the office. Mm-hmm. And that was not to be, hey? Sure. Nope. Mm. Did it change anything? I mean, once you realized that, hey, it's not just 21 days anymore, it's going to be a longer, a longer period, did it do anything to your psyche? It did. I think um, like any normal South African, it was just like, okay, 21 days, great. Mm. We can stay home, stay safe. We can do that. Um, but then the minute they started saying, like, no, you can't go for a jog. You can only jog during these hours. Yeah. I was like, aye, aye, aye. Cinemosh. Aye, aye, aye. Something else is happening here. Like, yeah. it's it's bigger than any of us thought for it to be. Yeah. And luckily, my older sister has a PhD, does research for a living. And she kind of indicated, like, no, this is okay. not a, a, a one-month thing. thing. It's not an overnight thing. Mm. We are probably looking at about the next year or two. Okay. So for me, that then meant that I have to plan better. Mm. Yeah. So you had an advantage in that space. Yeah. And how did the Washington Fellowship, the Mandela Washington Fellowship, come by you? Oh, that. It's, ah, it's that a big opportunity that I'm sure. Big. I mm. saw you with the Secretary of State. American Secretary of State this yes. week, yes. a week on ago, on Sunday and on Monday. Uh, this is big, guys. Mm. This is big. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so the Mandela Washington Fellowship um, is a leadership program okay. mm-hmm. where they select about 500 to 700 leaders across Africa. Okay. So it's part of an initiative called the. Uh, it's called Yali. So Young mm-hmm. African Leadership Initiative mm-hmm. yeah. that was started in 2010 by when Obama was still president. Sure. Okay. He was looking for a way to sort of add value to the African continent and to expose young African leaders to the first world country being America and mm-hmm. to the opportunities that are available there and just to allow young African leaders to be able to have networks, to mm. be able to make those relationships yeah especially from a business perspective, um, mm-hmm. through this program. So okay. it's a six-week program um, where you need to apply for it. Sure. Don't okay. just randomly pick you. They don't you, apply. Know. <laughs> <laughs> you apply for it, right? So I applied for it in 2020. It was something that was always on my vision board. Okay. And yeah. I applied okay. for it in 2020, and I didn't get it. And I remember thinking, oh. like, God, like, why? Kay. Like, I am, like, yeah. so equipped for <laughs> this. Why didn't I get it? Yeah. And... I, it's a it was a blessing in disguise because mm-hmm. the 2020 cohort it was virtual they couldn't mm. go anywhere I'm yeah like, yeah 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 sure <laughs> I would have hated that Most I would have timing, hated yeah. <laughs> yeah so I I tried again last year and I got in mm-hmm. and we are the first cohort to actually go back to America since 2019 mm. so it was it was a very big thing indeed interesting so you so were in America for the six weeks yes we we're in America for okay. six weeks so how are you identified what's the criteria are you supposed to be a leader already in your own right mm-hmm. or is there some kind of potential leadership that has been identified in you how does it work so I, w- I would say it's a bit of both because mm-hmm. even in my own cohort I could see like there was a difference in in personalities or where someone is along their journey some people had 
been maybe only in business for a year, some people were still employed. Mm -hmm. So okay. it's not to say that you have to be an entrepreneur. I okay. think mm -hmm. leadership takes um, so many different forms, okay. right? Sure, sure. Uh, wow. You can be a leader in and still work a corporate job. Sure. Uh, perhaps you're more focused on social impact. Perhaps you're a lawyer that is very mm. passionate about um, justice, yeah, sure. exactly, or working with young children and mm. making sure that they get the justice that they need. Um, so it, de it depends where you are on your journey, but they definitely do look at um, how far you've gone um, and the level of social impact that you have. And I, th I thought that to be quite striking in the sense that they don't want someone who's just all about themselves. Sure. You have okay. to be someone who gives back. You have to be someone who's involved in the community. Mm. Um, because at the end of the day, like the only way we are able to lift each other up is if those that are a bit and higher I are able to sure. always come back okay. and lend a helping mm -hmm. hand and also open up doors or leave the door open. Um, so they do take into account quite a number of things. Um, and you have to be between the ages of 21 and 35. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm the only one who's qualifying so far. How many African countries are we talking about? And are there like standout lessons that you can pick up from your engagement with your other peers from other African countries? So they definitely look at the whole African continent as a mm. whole. I think mm -hmm. we had about 50, so not all 54 countries um, sure. took part. Um, so about only 50 of them were part of um, the program this particular year. And they select per country also depending on the number of people that are applying and also based on, um, yeah, just that, looking at the criteria and the quality of applications, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. For example, in South Africa, there was about 25 of us that were selected. Mm -hmm. And okay. in other countries, like West Africa is very strong, actually. The candidates are very mm. strong. They're like super ambitious, those people. Mm. <laughs> Love it for them. Like my sure. brothers and sisters are on top of it. Um, so Ghana also had about 23, and Nigeria mm. as well had a... Jerry almost had about 40, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so there was quite um, a number of applicants from different countries. Mm. Whereas, for example, Eswatini, I think they had less than 10. So some countries, uh, I think also the program is not as popular in yeah, some countries yeah. in terms exactly. of how it's communicated. Therefore, yeah. youngsters would not know that that's an opportunity that is available to them. Yeah. Um, but I did learn a lot from my mm. own peers, um, other fellow uh, young African leaders. I learned quite a lot. I learned about humility. Mm. I learned about how we have different leadership skills as individuals. Mm -hmm. It was so funny. So my cohort, we went to... Um, What's this? Uh, the state of Illinois, mm -hmm. and we were part of Northwestern University. So Northwestern University has a business school, and it's called Kellogg School of Management. It's one of the top three in America when it comes to like for MBA studies, okay. etc. Um, so we started off the first two weeks. We were in Chicago, which was really nice. We got to see the city life, and Chicago is nice because mm. it kind of just feels like Johannesburg, um, maybe just with a different with accent CBD. and different sure. food <laughs> and without the CBD part. So your phone is still fine. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so it kind of felt like home for many of us South Africans. There were three South Africans that were part of my cohort mm -hmm. um, in that particular state. And we had like fellows from Nigeria, Lesotho, Eswatini, Tanzania. And you get to learn how we lead differently as mm. individuals. Like mm. I think us as South African women, for example, are very... I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but a little <laughs> bit aggressive, but because we've had to be, like in order mm. for us to, mm. to, be, to be heard. heard. Yeah. Um, whereas in other countries, they might lead 
different. They're sure. not as loud. Apparently, South African women we are loud. Mm. Uh, okay. So things like that, you get to learn. Like, yeah. oh, okay, in a in a in a room, instead of being always the first one to talk, sure. Mandela actually has a famous quote about that. How as a leader, always be the last one to talk, so that you get mm. to hear mm. everyone's opinion and then state yours. Um, so I started applying that in when I was part of this program, and it's really changed how. I'm able to just observe myself in different mm -hmm. settings and how I then now lead my team having been back home. Okay, interesting. If we can backtrack a little bit. Someone that's ambitious wants to be in this program. What credentials of leadership would they have to present? Would it be school leadership? Maybe they've been prefect or maybe head girl, head boy or anything like that. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah, Particular qualification, maybe. Yeah, whatever. Sure. Or if they are post-metric, whether they did something at varsity or anything like that, because it's 25 from 25 upwards, right? So what, what leadership um, structures d can one present, you know, to show leadership, if, if you get my drift? I do, I do get you. Um, so I would say, one, you need to show that you do more than just the bare minimum. Okay. Right? Okay. This program is meant to select the cream of the crop. Okay. So it means that you have to be someone that stands out. You need to be that person that's just going the extra mile. You can't mm. just be, you know, and it's not all about grades. Like my grades were yeah. neither here nor there. <laughs> 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 so it's not even just, it's not just about that, right? Yeah. You can have whatever degree you have, but if that's all you're doing Monday to Friday, you're mm. just going to class, coming back, yeah. and you have yeah. this bachelor's degree, something is still missing. You yeah. have to be quite diverse as an sure. individual. Okay. And you also have to be able to showcase your vision. Sure. Okay. They want mm. to be, they actually buy into like your vision. What mm. is it that okay. you're trying to True. achieve? Sure. What sort of social impact are you looking to have? Yeah. What does it look like for you five years from now? What are you looking to do when you come back home after this program? Mm. That's actually one of the questions that they ask you okay. in the application process. So you have to know those things. And I think sometimes people would like leave it to last minute in terms mm. of doing the application. Therefore, they don't have those answers. Okay. You need yeah. to spend time yeah. actually figuring mm -hmm. out what does your vision sure. look like sure. um, and being able to fully articulate it. Mm. Oh. You know what I'm getting? Mm. Uh, I'm getting that more than anything, they are looking at you as a brand, you know. Yeah. And I, I believe as the Good Money Show is something we've represented yeah. or we've spoken to Absolutely. Um, most of the time to say, what value are you bringing? Yeah. You give me value, I'm willing to pay you. you know. Exactly. So now I'm interested now in what is it that you were doing individually, like um, for you to basically qualify for this program? I see. So um, I run two businesses. Mm -hmm. um, sure. So I'm 28. I run two businesses. Oh I nice. went into... Um, business at 25, um, but I had been working since I was 18. Mm -hmm. So right on my CV, it looks like I have 10 years experience. <laughs> sure. It's like, but you're not even 30. Sure. What do you yeah. mean, right? Yeah. Okay. So there's that. Um, but even in high school, I, I have just always been someone who was socially active in terms of trying to be a mm. good role model. So sure. in high school, I used to do talks. Like I said, okay. I'm from a village, but I think don't I sound like a village girl at all. Yeah. I, I don't because my parents <laughs> valued education so much sure. that they send us away. Oh, sure. <laughs> so they send okay. us to boarding school. Um, yeah. So occasionally when I had the opportunity when I was home and, you know, like the local school mm, in your mm, community, mm. they're asking you, can you please come to our school to yes. motivate the kids? Sure. I would I would definitely do that. Sure. Okay. And that helped mm. to build my character. Mm. That helped mm. to build my public speaking and skills. Profile, yeah. My mm. profile as well. Sure. And it just... 
um, broadened my heart for people mm. and wanting to actually see a change in the community. Um, so I think those sort of elements did somehow help. Sure. And then um, one of my clients is the Timba Babuma Foundation um, mm. that was established by Timba Babuma. He's the cricket for captain mm. South mm. Africa. Mm. So I, s- I now sit on the board um, for the foundation as a trustee. Mm. So Amazing. I think that that definitely sure. does have weight yeah. to it, yeah. and yeah. that probably also did help my application. Mm. Amazing. Mm. Are there any lessons that you picked up from the experience in America when they were teaching you about leadership that you've brought back to your business and how you do business? Definitely. I think one of them was this concept of African time. Mm. <laughs> Americans <laughs> don't like that. Yeah. They don't oh believe yes. in it. In okay. fact, they'll leave you if sure. you are late. Yeah. If they tell you you must be here at 11, mm-hmm. they're expecting you to be there at 5 to 11, then you're on time. If, you, sure. if it's two minutes past 11, ah, they're gone. They're mm. done. Like, you are late. You're mm. wasting mm. my time. You don't value my time. Of Why should course. I value yours? Yeah. Sure. You know, so I think previously, like, when you are young and you yeah, are like yeah, immature, yeah. you don't I get see. it. You're just yeah. like, I'll be there. Yeah. I'm almost there. Sure. You know? Just wait. Ah, yeah. But I realized, no, man, that affects your image. It affects your yeah. reputation. You don't want to be known as someone who's always mm. late. Like, that's just not cool. Mm. Um, so that's one thing that I'm like, okay, that stays in America. <laughs> but also... Americans are very fast-paced. They are mm. super intentional when they have conversations. Sure. They don't do things like, hey, and then they keep quiet. How, How are, are you? you? They yeah. don't do that. <laughs> sure. yeah. Hi, I hope you're well. Um, can you please help me? I'm looking for one, two, and three. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> Simple. Okay. And they don't take offense if you don't even say hi. You could literally yeah. be like, this and that and that. This and this and this and that. Done. No, how are your kids Mm, doing? They don't do that. Mm, Americans mm, don't do that. Like straight to it. And if someone can help you, they will point in the right direction. So I appreciated that. And part of the program as well, there's a heavy element of networking Mm. that they encourage. They make us do so many activities prior to us even leaving where you have to have a networking plan. You're going to be in America for six weeks. Who do you want to meet? Why do you want to meet them? Mm. Do you know this person? Have you checked on LinkedIn? Who's the contact person? Where are they based? They make you do so much work so that when you are there, your time is more mm. intentional. Sure. So that is something that coming back, I'm like, I need to be that intentional about every aspect of my life. Mm. You know, networking, like they say, your net worth, your network is your net worth. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, who it's who you know, but also it's who knows you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if an opportunity opens up and they've had a good experience with you, they're gonna recommend you. Mm. I mm. can't tell you enough in terms of like just my general client base. I think everybody oh. almost knows everybody. Mm. They're like, they each know each other. This one yeah. is from, this sure, one, this sure. one is from. And it's so beautiful for me because I'm like, it's like a whole cohesive mm. um, yeah. ecosystem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that is something that I learned from America in terms of just like being intentional about your time, sure. other people's time, being direct in terms of connections you want to make, mm. but also value add. Don't want to make a connection just for a photo op. Mm. Sure. Like, mm. Give before you ask. Okay. Mm. What is it that you are giving me before you ask me for something? Okay. Sure. You know, mm. like, what are you bringing mm. to the table? Or do yeah. you just want to take a picture and say that mm. I met Michelle I Obama? Yeah. I was with who who. Like, yeah. okay, but what exactly were you doing there? Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. So it taught me to be intentional about and to actually articulate mm. the value that I'm bringing to the table. Wow. Yeah. You're answering quite a big challenge that yeah. many have. Because yeah. there are many that have connections. Sure. People that are important that could unlock value, but they just don't know how to unlock value from those connections. Mm-hmm. Is that part of it? It's definitely part of it. Um, it's part of it because they make you go through a process where you need to be able to articulate what your value add is. Sure. And 
I mean, value add also is not always the same. It's not mm, like mm. this mission statement that Google wrote in 1994 about how they <laughs> help people connect with other sure, people because sure. that's so vague. Yeah. Um, because also what everyone values is not going to always be the same. same sure. So you can be someone that brings three things to the table, but if I'm having a, a conversation with Ntando, I need to mm. know what does he value mm. that I am good at and therefore mm. that's what I present when I have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So... <coughs> Before you could join the the program, um, what checks were done on you? Credit checks, uh, <laughs> social media <laughs> checks, and all. Sure. I'll tell you why I'm asking this. Yeah. We, we're big on this show about personal branding. Sure, we speak to the youth. Check who we associate with. Mm. If you're on Twitter, who is it that tags you? Mm. What are your comments and, and all those type of things? Um, would would that have made a difference in your life if you had been found in dodgy situations on social media or anything? Would it have um, affected you getting onto the program or not? I think definitely. And I love that you're bringing that question (laughs) up because (laughs) I'm in that space. I run a digital marketing agency, so social media management is a big part of it. That's what we do for our clients. We help them manage their their brands, manage their reputation. But also on a personal level, Mm. I've been very intentional about my brand from the Mm get-go. I even did a video where a YouTube video was telling people how to clean up, Mm. you know, (laughs) like just clean up. There are certain things that you said when you were, 18 and it was okay because you didn't really know what you were saying but you can't have those things coming back at you five ten years later that could ruin an Mm. an opportunity Mm. that presents itself so it's very important to be able to actually do a background check on yourself first Mm. before even waiting for someone else for you to miss an opportunity Mm. because they did it and then they did Mm. they found something wrong do a background check on yourself first see what comes up when you google your name and middle name and your last name (laughs) if it's something that you don't like it's a random tweet from 2018 take it down because you can always go back and delete as many things as possible like Mm -hmm. clean up your image and like you say like who you associate with is very important Mm. you can also switch on um settings that allow for people to not just randomly tag you where you have to pre-approve certain tags um so by doing then by doing that you have a better um Mm management in terms of your overall brand mm. um they did ask for our social media handles okay mm. so they did do a <laughs> check on mm. us on facebook instagram linkedin twitter everywhere yeah um i don't know if they did credit checks but i'm sure I yeah mean, well <laughs> this program is funded by the u.s government sure, sure. i'm sure they they sure. did their checks yeah yeah mm. interesting this is this is what i normally say to to mm. the youth and say if you are going to post something on social media let's say it's it's whatsapp status if you're going to block your parents, know that <laughs> it's not good for your yeah, brand. Sure. <laughs> exactly. The minute you think of blocking your parents, then it can be good for your brand. Okay. I'm, I'm glad that you, you're actually validating uh, what mm. we've always been saying on the show. So it is important that mm. everybody should look after their, um, their brand, especially Absolutely. if they're young and they're still wanting to go out there to the, to the community, to the world, and, and do big things. Yeah. Mm. It's funny. A lot of people think, no, I'll just be private. Okay, and like that even also is slightly <laughs> a red flag. Like, yeah. why do yeah. you feel the need to be? Tendencies, yeah, why right? do you feel yeah. the need to be private? And I know a lot of people are like, no, but work is work. But actually, people that do it's been it's been proven. People that do really well at their jobs are mm. people that are not different people after five. Oh yeah, oh. okay. You know, okay. you add okay. better value when mm. you are the same person, and companies want to hire people that mm. are super transparent, oh, right? Yeah. That are not 
like the handle is some random name with an X5 and a number <laughs> yeah. and yeah. underscore with this mm. and no. no. Mm. Yeah. Like a person who is very transparent about who they are shows that they have nothing to hide, if oh that yeah. makes sense. Oh Whereas yeah. if you're private, like, okay, it's, there's nothing wrong with being private, but I can just mm. create a random mm. account and call myself Koketzo mm. Mshanga and um, mm. use that account to follow you yeah. and by doing that yeah. still see what yeah. it is that you're hiding, and right? Yeah. And why. Yeah. So rather don't hide anything. Um and just be intentional about the things that you put out. Absolutely. So mm. your brand is important. Don't, don't mess around with it. Yep. You, in this whole experience and you being an entrepreneur, you would have learned a lot of lessons about money. Yep. How to manage it. Yep. How to lose it. <laughs> 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 or how others lose it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> what are some of the lessons, the standout lessons that you would have to share to young people getting into business? Because that's something they will have to ha get a solid handle on. Yeah, if, if I can um, just piggy bank on that one. There is personal finance mm. and there is money Bus that belongs to the business. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm. So that, that difference there mm. as to how what you've learned, yeah. if there are any lessons in handling the two. All right. So one in your personal finances, like definitely have a budget. I've been doing budgets since I was 18. I don't know what money I was budgeting when I was 18, but <laughs> yeah. I had a budget. Uh, um, yeah, yeah just here and there, budgeting your allowance, making yeah. sure that it lasts you the whole month. Yeah. Um, but definitely on a personal level, have a budget, have personal financial goals that you're looking to achieve. Therefore, you have to save up for those Um just checking, making sure that you're not oversubscribing to things that don't even add value to mm, you. Mm. I think that's where a lot of us get sure. it wrong. We've, we are subscribed to everything and everything costs something and mm. they just mm -hmm. add up and month end, you're not saving anything. Um, there's value in saving at least 10% of everything that you make. So mm -hmm. the concept of paying sure. yourself first is something that I believe in. Mm -hmm. And then from a business perspective, I I'd say like separating the two. You are not your business. Yeah. The money <laughs> that comes in is not yours. It's not yeah. yours. Yeah. There's people that need to be paid, but still that money is still not yours sure. not entirely yours right so being mm -hmm. able to separate the two is very important and i think also one of the the key elements that changed my trajectory as an entrepreneur i think they say about 85 percent of businesses in south africa fail in their first three years yeah, sure. mm -hmm. and i think m much of it is attributed to a lack of financial, financial education sure. mm -hmm. Right. Sometimes we have the idea. We just need. We think we just need funding. We think mm, that's the solution. Mm, it's mm, not. Mm. It's how you handle your ten rand, your hundred rand mm. before the hundred k, sure, million, true. whatever. Um. So me, I bootstrip. I bootstrapped my business when I started out. What that means is I didn't look for investors. I didn't look for mm, outside mm, funding. Mm, mm, it was all self funded. Sure. And I remember watching a video. So that's why I said I spent two years doing the research mm. about having a runway, a financial runway. Okay. And essentially what that is, is a certain number of months in terms of living expenses that will be covered while your business gets off the ground, like mm -hmm. an airplane. Yeah. That runway sure. is very important. Mm -hmm. You can't start a business this month and you're going to get money this month and yeah. therefore pay your, your rent this yes. month. Like, mm -hmm. it does not move like that. Yeah. Sure. So you have to put those into account when sure. you're starting and going into business. So I had about six months of runway when I started mm. my Amazing. business. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, that was before the family yeah. meeting. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it was easy to have a runway because we closed to the airport as well. I mean. So yeah. 
<laughs> so I think that that also did help. And just in general, I, having an understanding that it's important to have some sort of cushioning because mm-hmm. you never know what tomorrow is going to look like. You just sure. want to always make sure that you are safe from that regard. If anything happens, mm. at least your essentials are covered. Mm, mm. Yeah. And then what about discipline? Did you have to put in that? I mean, a hundred thousand, <laughs> bing, bing. Discipline, discipline is an interesting one. I think it depends also why you're in business and how you view it. Sure. For me, I view myself as a steward. Um, so mm. I know that, like I said, the money coming in is not all mine. It's very hard to pay people. It's not <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Right? I, I almost <laughs> wanted to cry. I think two weeks ago I was paying. So with my second business, it's an event staffing agency. Sure. Mm-hmm. So before coming back to South Africa, um, the last week I was in America, we had mm. a big event of 700 people in mm-hmm. in Sun City. So I had a big mm-hmm. team that was working that event. So I, I was there making the payments and it was so painful. Yeah, yeah. But it's I'm painful. like, it's Tearful. painful, but Tearful. it's like, you understand that this is this was never your money to begin yeah. with. Yeah. There, there are people that were employed to do a specific job and they did a really good job. Mm. They've earned their money. Let the money go. It's not mm. your money to keep. Give it a hand, give it a Because <laughs> <laughs> we struggle with business people that just don't yeah, sure. Once that money hits their account, yeah. then they start jigger-jiggering and they switch off their phones. I was and busy, offline. Exactly. You know, the exactly. app was <laughs> offline. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just exactly. So, I mean, just doing the bare minimum. That yeah. We find certain business people actually struggle in that area. So it's good that you, you don't have yeah. to struggle. And like I said, it, it, like your why is very, very important. Why are you in business to begin with? Mm. Yeah. What role are you playing or what role do you, se- do you see yourself playing in terms of solving some of the economic issues sure. with regards <laughs> to the high youth unemployment rate that we have that is now sitting at like 55 or 56 percent mm. and i mean that's the highest in the world that is mm. a crazy amount like sure. literally mm-hmm. half it's of crazy. our youth is unemployed so for me i've made it a personal mission to can't solve all of it yeah but mm-hmm. to play my role sure. in yeah. terms of creating jobs um boosting the economy where possible and i think prior to even with the pandemic you know tourism brought in a lot of money for the country Mm -hmm. for most Mm -hmm. countries that's Mm -hmm. what it does and that's obviously picking up again now so that particular second business is growing we're looking to create about 100 jobs by end of the year sure Mm. um so for me i understand what my role is and therefore Mm. i can never be tempted like Mm. i can Mm. never be Mm. tempted Mm. if we may ask how many people are in your employ no pressure to ask the, to answer this one. All right. So with my first business, Soliora Media, I'm going to have a team of four. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're running a very lean business in that regard because I've been bent because of COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah sure. um, and the second business has a different um, business model and different yeah. structure. So on that one, we're currently sitting on about 16 and mm. we are looking to double by end of August mm. and we're looking to get to 100 by end of the year. How beautiful. Mm-hmm. End How of beautiful. August. This Amazing. August. Yes. Okay. Just 16 more. See, so I told you, Joe. Oh yeah. no, yes, COVID yes. was good. Oh sure. Yeah. No, definitely. definitely. For some yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, it, it gives hope out there that mm-hmm. young people don't have to rely on the government. Yeah. yeah. You know I mean? uh, there is always an idea out there. And, and, and some of us have this issue about wanting to work for the white person. Mm. You know what I mean? If uh, my brother that I know from such and such a place is running a business, somehow I view it with a bit of suspicion. Mm. I think we should get rid of that mentality. Sure. And mm. I think the youth have actually taken up um, that fight that you can work for anyone. As long yeah. as they mm. pay you, money doesn't know any color at all. You sure. know? So you just and need to remove mm. those stereotypes. Yeah. And another thing I think, um, um, like sitting on the challenges and busy crying, self-pity, mm. um, whenever you see a challenge. I mean, uh, we were just recently introduced to Monkey What What. 
um, which <laughs> we thought, yeah, monkeypox, <laughs> monkeypox, which uh, possibly we're going to undergo lockdown and all of that. It's up to you how do you approach it and um, what you decide yeah. because you are in charge of your own life. So thank you for that. Mm. Thank you. Impressive work that you've done. I think one last question for me. Mm. Do you have mentors? I do. You don't have to name them. Yeah. But what are some of like the standout lessons that you've picked up from them along the way? I do have quite a few mentors, and I'm actually part of a program. Um, it's called Black Umbrellas. Mm. It's an entity partner of the Sora Ramaphosa Foundation, and they assign a mentor to you. So that's like a proper, not even a mentor, a business coach. They assign yeah. a business coach to mm. you. So that's been very helpful because sometimes with mentors, if it's someone who maybe hasn't really done what you've done or yeah, they're not in yeah. that space. Maybe it's just someone you look up to as a big sister or big brother, mm. but they might not be the right person to offer you advice based on your business and the business and the line in which your business is in. Um, so, but I've, I've learned quite a lot. I've learned the importance of um, being able to have those funds readily available mm-hmm, mm. Um, as in being financially secure, but also, thinking through some of the decisions that you make as an entrepreneur in terms of what long-term effect do they have on your business and whether certain things are a necessity or we just want them to look a particular way. Mm. So I've, I've done away with just wanting to look a particular way mm. and rather being as practical as possible. How do we get the job done? How do we deliver value? And that's what's most important. Sure. Pressures uh, from the community that you come from, mm. your peers, maybe colleagues, employees and all that. Uh, you run your own business, you're an entrepreneur, people already associate that with a lot of money. Mm. Um, is there a certain image that you found you've had to, to, to fit into? You know, was there any expectation from wherever you come from, the village, you, they want, want to see you in a big Range Rover, and, and the, mm. are you aware of such? Because, um, you know, there are such pressures that are put, at times we are aware of them, some, at times we are not aware. Are you aware of some, such pressures? And if you are, have you managed to circumvent them? I am aware of them, but I'm glad that I'm still in my 20s, so mm. I don't subscribe sure. to any of those <laughs> things. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying it's it's age-dependent. I mm-hmm. know sometimes it's just based on the role of, oh, okay, you run a business, but why are you driving this car? Mm. Like, yeah. you don't know you don't know what mm. like what my goals are oh, and what it is that sure. I really yeah. value. Yeah. Um, so for me, I've just, you know, I've distanced myself from that. I don't get that pressure from family. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm the last born. I'm mm. 28. Like, no yeah. one cares, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So I'm yeah. not going to yeah. put unnecessary yeah. pressure sure, on sure myself. Yourself you know yeah. so yeah mm. beautiful beautiful mm. i love that um our listeners at home um as you can hear it's so fired up in studio we believe that you're also enjoying yourselves remember um you can still also send your question um mr joe give I me the I number there i, I know you it know by it by heart what's up 067-153-1089 sure this is straight from the heart straight from the heart and i i believe like um we're still open for interactions you know um would like to hear any question which they might have you know um but more than anything i think our takeaway today especially as young people i mean lesedi is is of our age and then she has shown us that um you can you can own up to your life um, and then, uh, you know, if there's something which I like the most is, is me as a brand and then um, making sure that I look after myself as a brand, um, how that can entail attract people from out there to invest in me, you know. Yeah. So we don't have to sit out there um self pity thinking no me i'm from a village you mm-hmm. know um i'm from tembisa you know so yeah. then um opportunities are closed uh, maybe it's also about time that we start 
um, investing in even the time we spend on internet on, on 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 sites which uh, will add value to our lives yeah. you know because uh, i mean uh, a program such as that um some of them or including myself i wouldn't know about it if it it wasn't for the good money show and the interview with you you know oh, yeah. so um Keep on tuning on, tuning in to the Good Money Show, oh, yeah. where we bring you such guests who will plug you. You know, Absolutely. we're always talking about plugging each other. Yeah. Um, usually, Mr. Joe is plugging each other about sale, yeah. uh, uh, sale, yeah. go shop right to go and spend money which we didn't plan to spend. Absolutely. You know, so Absolutely. let us begin to look at our network and plug each other with things which will add value to Absolutely. our lives. You mentioned something which I found intriguing. Mm. You said you were a steward. You know? I love that. Yeah, sure. Um, maybe another <laughs> word, a conduit. Would you want to talk, talk to us about your stewardship? All right. So I'm obviously Christian. Yeah. It's not obvious, but I'm Christian. <laughs> <laughs> and I grew up in a Christian household. And sure. I understand the role that I play in the kingdom. Mm. And mm. I understand that as a leader, there are certain opportunities that I will get they are not just for me. Yeah. So if, sure. a, if a meal is available and it's on the table, it's not just for me to eat. It's, mm. it's to invite other people to be a part of that, right? Yeah. So I take that very seriously. Mm. Like there's, a, there's a, a verse about to thee much is given, much is expected, yeah. right? Yeah. And if you can be trusted with little, then you mm. can be trusted with more. Absolutely. So that whole exercise of being trusted with little and then yeah. getting more sure. and getting yes. more means that don't lose that trust. Sure. Um, mm. So yeah. Sure. But, but then could, could you caution someone because people can abuse that as well. You see yourself as a steward, as a conduit, mm. and there people want to latch onto that and basically abuse your generosity or your stewardship. Um, have you come across such? I have. I have actually mm -hmm. come across such. Mm. I think there's... So I don't run an NGO. I'm not sure. an NPO. <laughs> okay. right? yeah. I am in business. Of course. Right? You want to make profits. Yeah. I want to make That's profits. That's the whole point. Yes, the work that we do allows us to have a level of social impact based mm. on uh, the foundation that I sit on the board for. And even with my own business, I am very um, cautious or rather um, intentional about making sure that we always give back. Mm. Um, but when you run business, like I can't charge commission of 5%, mm. like we're not going to be in business for long. So yeah. those are very straightforward. If your profit yeah. margin is 30% or yeah. 50%, that's what it is. Yeah. Sure. You know, so you can't cross that line just yeah. because I'm a nice person. Yeah. So, mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think another thing about giving discounts or big discounts as such somehow devalues the service sure. that you give. Mm. Who mm. goes to a doctor and the doctor says, I charge 750 for a consultation. Mm. Then you say, ah, doctor, mm. I... Mm. I and I it, it happens and a lot um, among us blacks. Uh, we love with discounts mm. among each other. You know, you can't get to Woolworths and start negotiating. Exactly. But then when you find me as a street vendor, yeah. uh, you want to negotiate all the way to five of, you yeah. know. So, yeah. um, I and I believe that's also... Um, a reason why our businesses get to fail, yeah. you know, because mm. Um, mm. We, we, we need cash, we, yeah. need, we need money. No. Uh, I mean, even if we are renting out um, 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 equipments, tangible assets, they depreciate. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing we tend to forget about, that all of these things, um, they are assets for the business and they are meant, uh, I've bought them to, to generate an income. So um, I believe us as blacks, we need to value each other's businesses. Absolutely. Yeah. And w would you say then... Um, Government structures have allowed it for you to do business much easier, to enter the business sphere mm. much easier without much uh, red tape? Or would you say they could do better? They could definitely do better. Mm -hmm. um, I 
think there's a lot of opportunities that are available that not all the youth might be aware of okay. based mm-hmm. on obviously their background or whether what access to technology they have access to or who they know or what they're exposed to. Because yeah. I feel like some level of our success is dependent by what we've been exposed sure. to. Exposure. right? Mm, um, so I have taken advantage of the opportunities that were made available to me mm. and I'm always in search of more opportunities to take advantage of. Mm. I think that is a particular mindset that an individual Mm. needs to have, which is a growth mindset. Instead of just waiting for certain things to fall on your lap, Mm. do your research, find out what is available for, let's say, black women in South Africa, black women funds in South Africa. Mm. Like, Google is your friend. Like, there's so much that we can research, but I think we spend so much time as the youth sometimes. Sure. Watching TV and just watching these soapies after another, Social after we're not media. reading, we're not improving ourselves, we're not working on our personal development. Yeah. And I think that is where we struggle yeah. prior to even the government struggling. We mm. don't do that self-work. Absolutely. So you're not going to apologize for making profit, for making big money no. in yeah. terms of it. No <laughs> apologies for that. Sure. Nah. Reggie, she falls straight into your line. You recommend that. I, I recommend money. You know, um, let's masculine money refer to um, money. We need it. There's nothing evil about money. Yeah. Uh, it's just the love, it's of, the it. love of it. And I think um, you you put it well today that um, stewardship. You know, uh, we are even money. We are we are stewards of money that we may look after it mm-hmm. and make sure that we plant it and then it grows and grows into. Yep. Um, Izula and Izula. Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. The time is um, one minute before. Seven o'clock, o'clock and we are about to have um, uh, mind your business. Closing remarks. What would you say to our listeners at home? I would say be intentional about yeah. the life that you'd like to lead. You have mm. more power than you think. Sure. Um. Yeah. Do the work. Mm. Don't just pray about things. I put in the work. Sure. Put in the work. Put in Don't the work. Just pray about it. Faith without works is dead. Ah. Thank you very much um, for, uh, from our listeners at home and to our guests also. Until I believe, Mr. Joe, we should have her again. Oh, no, definitely. Definitely, definitely you definitely. know. So um, uh, this is a, a relationship, you know, an ongoing relationship. Absolutely. We'll have Lesedi visiting us again or maybe one day as part of um, us as the furniture, Who you knows? know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? So, yeah. so um, until we meet again, this is the Good Money Show. I will see you again next week. Same place, same time. time. Thank you. Cheerio. God bless. You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa.